you, 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 and you. Something special. So, promise me that you will grow up to be the best you can be. You promise? Good. So I now want you to go in peace with your teachers and have the best day. Okay. Teaching in the synagogue. 
They were amazed at the authority with which he preached. And they were amazed that the evil spirits obeyed him. By sundown, the whole town gathered at his door. And by the next morning, everyone was there. There's nothing like a satisfied customer to bring in more clients. Even though there was neither TV evening news nor morning paper, the word spread throughout the region that amazing things were being were happening. Jesus, son of Mary and Joseph from Nazareth, was preaching and healing and doing all kinds of miraculous things. It was even reported that he went to a wedding in Cana and turned water into wine. Jesus' star was rising. He has just launched his ministry, and people cannot keep their eyes off of him. Can you imagine how good it must have felt Jesus to have people respond to his ministry? Jesus may still be in his ministry internship, but he's thinking like he's the curfew in charge. Jesus became a household name in all the region of Galilee, and he didn't have one Super Bowl championship reign for his name. He was not part of the Oscar winning movie. He had been on the cover of the news magazine. No one, except perhaps the Emperor of Rome, was a household name in the time of Jesus, except for Jesus himself. Everywhere he went, the word of his coming preceded him. The excitement of his presence surrounded him. And the stories of his ministry lingered long after his departure. The young Jesus was operating from his strength. He could interact with people long into the evening hours, catch a few hours sleep, and be up early in the morning while others still slept. All those years working for Joseph gave him lots of time to think. He had put together some really wonderful sermons while pushing the plane for Joseph carpentry shop. Indeed, he has smoothed and polished many a chair while contemplating his stance in relationship to the Pharisees and Sadducees and Herodians. The sounds of the hammers and chisels of the shop made conversation very difficult, but were perfect for Jesus was ready for his ministry, and all the signs suggested that he was going to be a great success. He was at the top of his game, but so early in his career. In today's gospel account, Jesus entered the house of Simon Andrew with James and John. They found Simon's mother-in-law in bed with a fever. When Jesus learned about her, he went and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, 
and she began to serve them. It is at this point that Jesus does something really odd. Jesus, successful Jesus, thoughtful Jesus, miracle worker Jesus, got up very early in the morning while it was still dark, left the house, went off to a solitary place and prayed. One would think that he would need his sleep. All that healing must have taken a huge amount of focus, concentration. The energy to relate to all those people alone was enough to wear him out. And what would he have to play about anyway? Everything was going so well. I can understand his going to the garden to pray for the week of the passion when his very being was about to end. But at this point in his successful career, why did Jesus get up early while it was still dark and find a solitary place to pray? What was so urgent that Jesus needed to pray about? Might it be that Jesus was aware that the healing power he had was a gift from God and he wanted to give thanks for the source of his power? Jesus just wanted to come to give thanks for what was happening to the people of God. Might it be that Jesus was the person that people saw in the acts of healing? But Jesus knew that only as he was in relationship with the Father could he continue this ministry. It was not his relationship with his mother Mary that made him a healer. It was his relationship with God. Though the people of Galilee were grateful to him, it was God that needed to be thanked for the generous mercy he was able to offer to so many. Jesus knew he needed to keep that relationship strong. Might it be that perhaps occasionally Jesus was tempted to feel pretty good about himself and his ability to do good works? In this text, Jesus is just a few verses from the temptation and the wilderness story. Perhaps Jesus needed to pray because sometimes he was tempted to be proud of his ministry. Sometimes he needed to go to God to carry his temptation to be lured off target by the glamour of success. He needed to be reminded that the work was to preach to many villages, not just to return to the one where he was lost. Might it be that Jesus needed to pray for strength for the next step of the journey? Perhaps Jesus was weary of the work, successful as it was, and needed to rest in the strong arms of God for the next step into the unknown. After success comes failure. When you're lifted up 
you can only fall. Perhaps Jesus was weary and worried. At any rate, while things were going well, he got up early in the morning while it was still dark, went off to a solitary place and prayed. I find this to be an important message. Too much of our prayers is garden of Gethsemane praying. When we are sick or in pain or in grief, we're quick to turn to God in prayer. When our relationships are faltering and our marriages are crumbling, we're quick to turn to God in prayer. When we face troubling exams or can't pay our bills or our children don't choose faith or too many people need us then we're quick to turn to God in prayer. But this passage in Mark is that in the times that seems to be the good times, we also need to go to God in prayer. In the best of times, we need to pray to strengthen our relationship with God so that our faith is strong for more difficult times. In the best of times, we need to pray that we're not driven by self-serving temptations. In the best of times, we need to thank God for what God has allowed to happen through us rather than proclaim our own cleverness. In the best of times, we need to pray that God will allow us to stay on the track to which we are called rather than being lured to another. My dear friends, in this text for this morning, I see Jesus reminding us and encouraging us by his example. When things are going well for us, when it is the best of times, Jesus does not suggest that we toss off a little prayer before we roll over to go to sleep. Jesus encourages us to take prayer seriously in the good times of our lives. We were reminded to get up early in the morning, perhaps while it is still dark, to find a place where we can be alone and pray. A time and a place that is quiet enough that we can listen to God's claim upon our lives as well as speak everything we have to share, even in the best of times.